Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Growing Otaku Council podcast. I'm your host, Ace. And a few of you may notice that I do not have my regular co-host, McMillian, with here, with him, with me today. Ah, excuse me. But joining me instead is my friend, Ryan. You can follow him on Instagram at RyanMore underscore, and that is Ryan with the U. And today we'll be doing a movie review of the Sword Art Online Progressive Aria of a Starless Night movie. And as always, if you would like to be a part of the council and join us every week, then make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as follow our social media account so you could get all the updates on the council. And with that being said, the meeting is now in session. Let the meeting begin. <sighs> so how you doing like today, Ryan? Intro. The council is in session. Like we, we bit time. I mean, I'm <laughs> say that academy. every time. I, you and say I will that every time. Say it every time. I'm a guest here. Like this is so lovely, but. I'm doing oh, good. Um, greetings to you, um, Jay, who is not here, and of course you guys as audience. Um, but I'm doing pretty good. Correct. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. So just to let everybody know, the reason McMillian is not here, it's not because he's aware or anything, but it's just simply because he does not watch Sword Art. But that's okay, because me and my friend Ryan watch Sword Art, so we know we're gonna gonna do this review ourselves. Um, we're not gonna let him stop us. But anyways, <laughs> you're gonna ruin our time. Yeah, we're not gonna let him stop us. But um, oh, excuse my dog in the background. He must be bad at something. But anyway, so we're just gonna get right into it. So the movie, did you enjoy? It? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, not only as a Sword Art Online fan, but as a fan of cinema and anime. Okay. Okay. All right. Straight to the point. I like it. So for me, yes, I did enjoy the movie as well. It was pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. You know, just the beginning of Sword Art from Austin's perspective. You know, they didn't lie about that. So, you know, they gave me what I wanted. And then they even did the things that I wanted them to do with this movie. And But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, So going into some of the main things that I did like about the movie is... One, it wasn't just a copy and paste. And now I didn't expect it to be a copy and paste because, you know, we're supposed to be seeing mm-hmm. it from her perspective, but it wasn't just a straight copy and paste. And they even changed up a few things. Um, now, whether some of the cha- changes they made, whether they're good or bad, um, like, for instance, okay, I guess I'll get to that later, but we'll, I'll get to some of the changes they made. But yeah, I did like it. Um, right off the bat, you know, we, we, we see Asuna just going through life, going to school and stuff. And we meet her friend Misuya, which I, if I recall correctly, we have not met in the regular anime at all. Like this was was a totally new character. Misumi, Mitsu, Misumi. Yes, Misumi, Misumi. Misumi, thank you. Thank you. Misumi. Her, I was trying to remember her other name, which was Mito, her in-game name. Um, but Misumi, thank you, Ryan, for correcting me. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we have met Misumi at all until the movie. So this was our first time meeting her and her character. And her character was good. What did you think about Misumi overall as a character? Um, I thought it was interesting and it was, a, it was an interesting addition. The only thing, if I had to say it threw me off, was the fact that I've never seen this character. And y'all are in- introducing this character that's seemingly so... Um, valuable or significant in Asuna's life for me to not have met her and that threw me off honestly I thought that they was going to make her friend like the blacksmith or the girl of the pet dragon or somebody else that we've seen in the series but as a character she was interesting and before we get into the meat and the bones of everything I feel like that scene where she abandoned Asuna was honestly pretty realistic but overall yeah yeah, I mean (laughs) overall they did a good job of making me Feel attached to that character. I like Misumi. Okay. Well, all right. Well, as you said, we'll just go ahead and get to the meat and bones and everything. So, for those of you who don't know, Sword Art Online is an anime where um, our main character, his name is Kirito, goes into this virtual game called um, SAO. You know, just like the title says. Um, but once he gets there, the game master actually traps everybody inside the world and they're no label to log out. And if they die in the game, they die in real life. It even goes as far as if they try to remove the headgear from them in real life, that the headgear will automatically send the signal to their brain and shock their brain and killing them. So the only way to get out the game was to beat the game. That That's, that's the plot of SAO. That's it. That's all. Um, 
So we pick up, like I said, you know, the movie picks up in Austin is when she's back in the real life and she's just going to school. And, you know, we get to see the different interactions between her and Misumi, which was nice as well, because, um, you know, from the original anime, we didn't get a lot of that, like the real world elements inside of the anime. So it was definitely nice to get more of that inside of this movie. Um, like, like one thing that they really didn't mention inside the anime that they, that they did touch up on the movie was how the news, when, when, um, the game master had first trapped everybody inside the game and he was telling how, you know, I don't think anybody will be taking off any more headgears cause it's all splattered around the world and on the news and everything. He pulled up the screens and like showed the news and stuff like that. We didn't get that in the anime. So that was a nice new touch to add. Even if he even went as far as to, you know, he told us how many people had originally died from everybody trying to take off their hair gear and stuff like that. So I thought that was a nice touch and just re- revisited that whole scene, that whole initial beginning scene where they got trapped into the um, world. That was nice as well. That was not, you know, well done. Really, it really took me back to when I first started watching SEO when I was watching this movie. And that I guess that's the one thing I can really appreciate about this movie is the, the nostalgia I got from watching this movie. I would have to agree. It was funny because SAO is one of those animes that I knew I would like when it first aired. I don't know if this is terribly accurate, but I remember I used to watch Toonami. My first time watching SAO was when it started on Toonami, when it first premiered on Toonami. And I believe Attack on Titan premiered that same night as well. And I saw the ads, characters okay. stuck in a video game. And as a video game nerd who likes anime, I'm like, this is perfect. And watching that first episode, I definitely got the exact same vibe I got from the first movie. Like, death, oh my gosh, what happens to these characters? What's going to happen next? I felt all of that again, even though I've rewatched Sword Art, Season 2, The Gun Gale spinoff, and Alicization each at least three times. It it felt... All well, of them? season two, original SAO and the spinoff. Alicization, I've only watched once. The other the other seasons I've watched all of those probably like three times. I rewatch I rewatch anime all the time. Okay. 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 Well no, I don't think I've rewatched any of SAO yet, but it might it definitely might make me after watching the movie, I might go back and rewatch the first season again. Because the first oh, the first season of SAO was just so good and I'm just every time I think about it, I'm just like, why did the creator not just stick with this original premise? Like SAO could have went down as one of the greats if he just would have stuck with that original premise. Like, cause he he had everything to work with. A hundred floors. Each each floor could have been different. You could have had different struggles on each floor. When we just and even you know what? And then, but they everybody would have been like, well, Ace, what about you know their bodies and stuff in the real world? You know they were actually degrading and stuff like that. At the same time, that was in the game. Yes, be that as it may. But he could have pulled the same stunt he pulled in season three, Alicization. Where where Kirito was stuck in that world, or basically how time moves different in their world and the real world, he could have did that same thing for season one of Sao. Could do that I mean, exact same that, thing. Like Sao was based on a light novel, so given the fact there might have not been as much content, but if they planned ahead, like even on episode, the only reason I know is like episode seven. I watched it with a friend recently. Episode seven, Kirito mentions two years have passed, and he was on floor like. 70-something or 50-something. I cannot remember someone go back and watch it for me. But they showed us, they mentioned the fact that a lot of time has passed in-game. They mentioned the level numbers. And for the fact that Sword Art, they literally could have done anything with each level. They could have did one level an episode, two levels an episode, or just make it a nice seasonal anime similar to um, My Hero, um, or what's another seasonal anime that comes out now? Attack on Titan, how these newer animes do it now. However, they didn't go that mm-hmm. route. They made the SAO portion of season one of the entire anime only like 12, 13 episodes long. Yeah, about 12 episodes. Which, now that was, I guess that's what really upsets me even more is the fact that they didn't even give it a full season inside of the original SAO world. Like, okay, if you, you know, give me a full season. After that, you want to move on, fine. But they only gave us, as you just said, a half a season. And then after that, they gave us you know, the elf world, which is arguably, you know, not as good it's, as the first half. And that's the funny thing. All. It's not even about, like, Alphline, like, don't get me wrong, I was definitely interested in the SAO world more. Definitely. But even aside from that, like, when I watched this movie, I was thinking to myself the entire time, imagine if this movie was the pilot episode 
for Sword Art Online. Imagine Correct. if Sword yes. Art, we never got yes. anything Sword Art. All these new anime fans, all the anime fans who probably just started watching anime during the pandemic three to five years ago, they didn't grow up episodically with Naruto and Bleach and DBZ like the rest of us. But they started. No offense to them, but let's say that they recent. If this was the first episode, if this was the pilot to the Sword Art Online franchise, I promise you it would probably be just as big as um, Demon Slayer, some of these other popular animes, JJK and Tokyo. No, 100%. And then... I mean, as far as I've been seeing, it's been the movie has been getting good reception as far as all right. the stuff I've been and seeing. I haven't checked none of the credits and the meta scores or nothing yet, but no. I haven't heard a I bad mean, review like, yet. Here's the thing. Like Alex, like let's let's break it down. The movie did a good job of character development. Even though they could have showed us so many characters, Correct. they showed us three characters that we got attached to. Asuna, Misumi, and Kirito. Correct. And they showed enough Kirito to even if you weren't a Sword Art Online fan, you get the gist of who he is and what type of person he is. We got mm-hmm. that nice character buildup. They didn't jump immediately into like the romantics between Asuna and Kirito because it didn't happen immediately in the anime either. They stayed true to their characters. Everything felt accurate. We understood the conflict. We saw the huge climax. Like as a movie overall, this was a great movie. But then throw on top of the fact that it was a, it's an anime with a solid foundation, it was just a great experience. As an SAO fan, and if I had to st- have an outer body yeah. experience of somebody who doesn't watch anime, if I was watching this, and I like My Hero, I like Jujutsu Kaisen, I like Black Clover, I like um, Attack on Titan, all the current animes, I would like this too. I would definitely go watch this. Yeah. Okay, but um, I agree 100%. But um, getting a little bit back to the movie, though. So the movie covers episode one and episode two of mm-hmm. season one of SAO. That's it. So in the first half of the movie, slash the very beginning of the movie, it was all new content. Well, technically, really, the whole first half was really all yeah. new content. But then the parts I really want to talk about, though, is when, we, when they first got the SAO. And then um, you just get to see how Asuna, because, you know, when we first get introduced to Asuna in the regular anime, she's already a seasoned fighter and everything. But when we watch this movie, we come to the realization that, you know, even though she played games a lot because of her friend uh, Mito, Asuna wasn't a skilled fighter. She literally had to go through the struggles and sit here and learn how to fight. You know, her friend taught her how to play the game and how to mm-hmm. fight and everything, which was something we did not get to see in the original anime because one, Kirito, he was a beta tester. So when he you know when he first came in, he already knew what was going on and he was just you no, know, he was just going. There was no downtime, no training period or nothing. He was he was just on the move. Exactly. He was just already going. So I, that is one thing I definitely got to appreciate from the beginning of this, because it just shows you a different side of it with, with all the struggles that everybody was dealing with because you know some people that you know how they mention this in anime that they really didn't even leave the starter towns because they were too scared to even go out into the world because they exactly. did not want to die and then you have these other people you know like for example when they went in when they um mito and asuna was in the cave and it was you know just going through the dungeon look for loot and stuff like that they ran up on an inexperienced group and they ended up paying for it because they was too greedy. And then they got, you know, they set up a set of booby trap off and, you know, that was their lives. Nothing you could do about it. You know, we're gone. Like there was so there was so many different struggles that was going on inside of SAO that everybody had to deal with. And then not to mention the player killers that, you know, wasn't a part of this movie they because that wasn't going on just yet. Them. But yeah, because, no, that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing in the first two episodes. But yeah, but then but even the PK, you know, the player killers when that when that, that was a whole nother debacle. Like they and like just like this just bring me back to my first topic. Like it, they could have just done so much with the original premise of SAO. It's just oh, it just saddens me that he went away from that. But anyways, um, so yes, that's definitely one thing I did like to see. You got to see how Asuna actually, um, honed her skills and just became a seasoned fighter. Actually, it also did a really good job. It's seen it's showing how much people hated the beaters or even just and and I like that they even paid homage to how the term was created. But I like that mm-hmm. because in the original SAO, in terms of the beaters, we only see Kirito. We see about some of the other beta testers, but aside from him, they don't pay mm-hmm. too much homage to the rest of them. They don't really give any of the rest of them any um screen time. So in this we see a girl who Correct. played SAO, we see 
how it affects other gamers for the fact that she already got experience for when she left Asuna basically to die. Well, she didn't leave her to die, but she was like, let me go get this rare item and attack this specific monster. We really get to see why the other characters are like, hey, y'all beta testers didn't help us. But then we also get to see how the beta testers are like, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to survive and live too. And I understand what would happen if I sit lag behind instead of trying to move forward. I like that that inner conflict cool. where the folks who are beta testers versus the folks who just got trapped in this game and they're casual players. I like that we was able to see that inner conflict even from the very beginning. Because we see in the anime, yeah. you know, I'm trying to focus on the movie. We, Kirito did the, same, did the same thing. He dipped out. Episode one, he said, I'm gone. I'm yeah. going to go fight some monsters. <laughs> I'm going to make this money. I'm gone. And this girl did the exact same yep. thing. She said, Asuna, you come with me. We're not bringing nobody else. We're focusing on ourselves. I see the traps. Like you mentioned, we saw that one team that didn't know what was going on, a bunch of noobs, and she already knew, hey, these monsters, we're going to aggro them. We we don't want to do that. Let's stay here and let's dip out. I'm sorry that they didn't know better. Correct. And I like that they show that inner comfort I mean, yeah. the very jump of like how risky this world and like the emotional strain that it puts on everybody. Correct. Because, yeah, um, it 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 definitely does, you know, put an emotional strain on you. Know, like you said, they did show that in a very in a different because they showed it in a different light, which was you know what they set out to do with this movie, and they accomplished that. Um, so we've been talking about this scene a lot, so let's just go ahead and talk about it. The scene where Mito basically left Austin for dead. Um, <laughs> so this was new content. No, we didn't. We never. This was this was a new scene. We haven't seen it before. Um, now I already knew something was gonna go down when it was first, like getting into the new zone and stuff like that. And she was explaining how if you see this certain type of monster with the little, um, with mm-hmm. the fruit on the top of his head, don't kill that one because it's gonna set off a horde. And once the horde set off, you know, we're gone. Um, but the whole reason that she they even got in that predicament was because Mito left to go kill this rare monster that only spawns. Rarely, you know, how rare monsters and stuff spawn. So I ain't got to explain that to you if you're a gamer. You know what a rare monster is. Um, but the reason why she did it, though, was because that rare monster actually dropped rare items for the type of weapon that Asuna had, if I'm not mistaken. It was the, um, what do you call those weapons? The rapiers. Thank you. There you go. Know, you, you know your I, weapons. I love fantasy, Here man. we go. <laughs> but um, she so she went to go see if she can get a rare rapier to drop because, of course, she wants to help out her friend Asuna. You know, a, a less skilled you no know, player, you no know, more newer player to the game, have a better chance at surviving. It's, you know, you have a better weapon, a better chance you have at surviving. Especially at early stage, you, you gamers already know you the better gear you get earlier on, the better. The way it, it can easily help you get to the end game and stuff like that. You know, so, you know, like I said, if you're a gamer, I don't have to explain this to you. Um, but just that whole scene in general, when they first, when she first set off the horde. And then she was just fighting all of them, also by herself. I was like, you know what? This reminds me of a, a later scene that in SEO when, <laughs> when Austin and Kirito was just fighting, you know, a whole mob of enemies and stuff like that. And I was like, this reminds me of that. But she was just solo handling all those monsters by herself. And I was like, you know what? That's why Austin is a badass. You know, I forgot mm-hmm. how badass Austin was, but Austin is a badass because Mito sit here and explains to us, we set off this horde, we're dead. But then Asuna basically takes out this whole horde single handedly by herself. Um, so um, what do you think about that? Um, I like that we were able to see Asuna's growth because for anybody who hasn't watched SAO, well, you're already watching spoilers. But in the anime, when you pretty much go from seeing Asuna as this girl who the same scene where she meets Kirito with the bread scene in the movie is where we pretty much get introduced to her in the actual anime. And then not too long after that, she's Correct. basically already fired. So I like that we saw her growth and we see her become Lightning Flash Asuna because she was destroying that horde. It was dope. The girl left her. She trusted her skills. And I like that what made her attack that monster wasn't because, oh, I just ignorantly didn't see it or, oh, my gosh, I just forgot all the plot that was introduced or Misumi told me about it. No, it was because I did a command. And I've already charged my sword up and I basically lashed through them. It made sense 
it wasn't just a it didn't seem like it was a sloppy move on the producer's side to make that happen like the writers did a good job with that and it felt dangerous because i'm mm-hmm. sitting here like Asuna can destroy them right she already destroyed the whole horde not when the horde is multiplied by 10 <laughs> and misa me yeah trying to come up to her what happened she misstepped on like some wood and then it fell down so she, yeah. So she, when the when the horde first set off, she was still up there with her. But then she fell, like she was at the edge of it. She got drove to the mm-hmm. edge of the cliff, and she fell down the edge of the cliff. And she tried to hop back up the cliff because there's like some boxes, like graveyard yeah, like boxes, whatever, like on the edge of the cliff, or something almost. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like caskets or something. I think I think they were caskets. We're just gonna call them caskets. But it was some casket type, you know, boxes that was attached to the cliff. And as she tried to jump up them. Once she jumped on, it just completely gave away and she fell down. So she was like, all right, well, I got to go up the hill. Proceeds to try to go up the hill. The horde is starting to come down the hill for her ass now. So like you thought you was going to get away, but now the horde came down the hill for her. So she can't even get back up to Asuna. Sitting here struggling just to get back up to Asuna. She sees Asuna HP gets to basically almost get to zero. But at that point, Asuna had was just now clearing out the rest mm-hmm. of the horde. It wasn't. Whoa, 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 Sebastian! It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't. It wasn't until that point after she clears out the horde that they pull the surprise on us and this big monster that just came out of nowhere and was basically in her life. And then you already know, old boy came and saved her, mm-hmm. which was Kirito. And so apparently, which we didn't know, Kirito actually met Asuna before. You know, and then before at the point where we actually saw her in the anime, never knew that. Now, I will say this: one thing I do not like about how they, I guess this is more of a nitpick. So, like, I, after this movie, I went back and watched it. So, in the scene where they're at the Coliseum and he goes up to Asuna, it's almost like he he was talking to her like he didn't even know her at all, almost. Um, so it was, it was just kind of weird to me because like if you if you met her already before this why are you acting like you didn't meet her already before but i I don't know um that was just like i said it could be a nitpick or i could just be interpreting it wrong but that's just how it seemed to me when i went back but but if you think about it remember when they met i like in in that scene where he saved her he was basically like helping like a player like hey here's some potion want to take it she wasn't talking she wasn't doing nothing (laughs) She didn't add him as she didn't add him as a as friend or to her party at that moment. So for for Kirito, you gotta take into consideration. It was probably like a one time experience. Like Kirito was a solo player. He's known for like helping out people all the time. Like he always helps out people. So like Correct. him going to the um Coliseum and being like, Who are you? Like she remembers him, but this dude be soloing and going across the dungeon. He already had his nice sword. And you know, in the anime you find out that's a rare sword. You don't see that in the movie, but he had already had it. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense, like Correct. that he didn't remember her. That probably was not too significant for him. And but now that you even bring it up, and I'm sitting here thinking about it, I, if I'm recalling correctly, after he saved her life, mm-hmm. you know, from that first encounter, and then when he met her again for the second time inside of the um, inside of that dungeon, that second dungeon that they, they showed us, she had her hood on, and exactly. so he didn't know it was her. And so exactly, I'm I'm remembering now. And so when they went to the Coliseum, he didn't know it was Asuna because she, st- like I said, she had her yeah. head on and everything. And everything when they when it was at the dungeon and stuff, she yeah. still had it on. But okay, yeah, I, I, okay, yeah. So actually, no, that makes sense. And one one now. thing I do like about that scene because if you remember from the anime, Asuna was already standoffish, and the anime made it seem more so like, oh, I'm just a shy little girl. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was like the cliche female trope that you see in a lot of anime it's like i'm just so shy and meek when in real life it's like no i was abandoned <laughs> i'm upset <laughs> my friend <laughs> left me to die even though i did not die yeah and then they even explained that which is i'm glad that the writers did that where kirito basically said oh you know you can see like names in the party right because she was like how you know my name she's like we're in a party move your eyes not your head move your eyes so she probably didn't even know that Misumi could see her health dropping. She didn't know about none of that. So I like that they yeah. kept the consistency of that. But I also like that we got a little bit of background even to just understand why Asuna was so standoffish in the anime. Because baby girl went through some trauma. Correct. Because, yeah, like you said, yeah, like you said, we, you know, we didn't get 
none of that at all explained in anime. We just when 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 she's when she's first introduced to us in the anime, she's just some girl, like you said, just stand office chilling, not really doing nothing. And even but by the end of the episode, she just warns up the Kirito all of a sudden, and mm-hmm. she's going with him on on the journey. You know that was it. That was all. We didn't, we didn't know nothing else. She's you no, know, she's here exactly. with us now. That's it. <laughs> but um, like you said, after you know watching the movie, we actually got to see that. Like you said, she was she was traumatized. You know, her best friend, not even just her friend, basically mm-hmm. her best friend, left her to die. And um. You know what? Let's talk about that a little bit more. If you was in Mito's shoes, what would you have done? Would you would you have left the party early, or would you have stayed until the end? Because I, I some of the reason part of the reason why I feel like she did leave the party early was just for the fact that she did not want to see her friend's health bar hit zero and have to go through that whole realization of that she mm. just lost Austin. But what, what would you do in, in my that situation? Opinion, I would have waited to see it actually drop, and the only reason why my life can be ironic and it's like. Let me actually see this all the way through. Secondly, I'm a gamer. Even though it sucks, let me go on and loot her. Uh... <laughs> let, me, let me go on and loot her body. Cause, and my you mind ain't Alex, shit. Alex. Alex. <laughs> Alex. Let me. Let, let uh, me you making sense like, though, but you ain't shit. Myself, let me go loot her body, see what gear and some money she had. And just to find out, oh my gosh, she actually survived. But from an emotional perspective, no, I get it. For her character, I get it. They went through the background of Mito's life and how she felt. I mean, Misumi's life and how she felt and everything. So I get it. But me personally, even though I didn't agree with the decision, it did make sense. Like, it was emotional. She tried. Correct. However, from Arsenal's perspective, she's probably more so, dang, this girl left me for dead. And that's exactly how she was until she realized how the party stuff worked, until Kirito said, hey, what type of person is Misumi? Do you really think she would do that? And that kind of yeah. goes into my next thing, because I was talking to somebody else about the movie. They felt like Asuna forgave her a little too quickly. But I also feel like, and eh, not really, I feel like that was kind of true to character, especially due to the bond that they had. Correct. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, especially like, you know, like you said before, you got to put yourself... And Misumi's shoes, you know, like what, like you know, just got extra question. Like I just asked you, what would you do in her in her situation? Mm-hmm. What would you do, you know? Because at the point where, like I said, you know, her hip was about to hit zero, she still couldn't even get back up the hill because of all the monsters that was in her way. And then on top of that, Misumi herself was out of potions and low on health mm-hmm. as well. So it was like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> in her mind. She was like, it ain't much I can do, no ways, but. And she's about to die, so let me just go ahead and take myself out of the situation so I don't have to watch and see her die as well as so I don't die as well. Because, you know, she was also thinking at the same time, you know, if one of us dies, it don't mean exactly. we both have to die, which, you know, I feel you just, you know, we don't just, you know, just because one of us, I don't mean both of us have to die. You know, it's an unfortunate situation, especially on the fact that the whole situation was a fluke, really. And then the fact that she was trying to help her friend out by getting her a rare item when the whole BS even started happening. So it's just, you know, it was a it was a whole sad situation. And, you know, it, it would have been hella different if she, in fact, could have did not fall down that hill. That would have been fine. You know what I mean? Or maybe the writers would have played it differently to where even if she didn't fall down the hill, that would have made it where she had to run somehow or something else. Or maybe, you know, Austin would have got circled, in, you know, in, circled up or something and she makes me couldn't get to her that way or something. You know, it, it, it could have been multiple ways that she could have did it, but. I think the way they chose to do it was mm-hmm. perfectly fine, though. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But um, moving on from that, we talked about Misumi a lot. We can go and lend a little bit of her background. So um, Misumi was, you know, a straight-A student. She was at the top of her class. The only person below her, the person right below her was Asuna in grades. Um, she, um, obviously, you know, she loved games from a young age, but she never really had anybody to play with because you know they showed us a flashback where some of her friends was like you know we don't want to play video games with you anymore because you're too good you just always win so she was always just playing by herself until Asuna came along and then Asuna actually did stick around and you know, was playing games with her and that's why they formed that tight bond bond between each other because Misumi finally found somebody that she could play games with um, and so you know they just that no, it's a little bit about her backstory. Um, it's just 
yeah, like I said, just that whole scene was just where her leaving her friend was just so sad. And then after that whole situation happens where she gets saved by Kirito, Asuna gets saved by Kirito, you see her go in her room and just go into a depression, mm-hmm. basically. And, you know, like she said before in the anime and stuff like that as well, and same thing in the movies, instead of letting the world be her, she decided to take her life back and keep pushing forward, um, which takes a lot of internal courage to do as well because you know after like that whole situation that could have broke down anybody and it you know she could have just easily turned and wanted to the persons that you know never left the hometown the starter town for fear of dying easily but instead you know she decided to keep pushing forward so what do you think about her whole resolve to not let the world be her basically and keep pushing forward? we i like that we got to see asana go from asana to lightning flash asana because the Asuna that I love from regular SAO, mind you, Asuna is my favorite character from SAO, she's a badass. Just being real. We saw her become a badass, and I like that she did choose that route. Because usually when people go through traumatic experiences like that, either they choose to force themselves to overcome it and hyper-focus on something. Basically, her fighting all those monsters in the dungeon, knowing she was, she was not resting and all that other stuff properly. Or giving up and sulking. And I like the fact that she chose that route because in that game, video game world, I like that as a viewer, I got to see all the emotional choices and options that someone might take in this um, situation and experience. And it felt very realistic. And for anybody who's watched SAO, yeah. it was true to Asuna's character. We saw her become basically Lightning Flash Asuna, who's a badass. However, she did it very stupidly. Yeah. She put her life in danger. She was definitely living life on the edge and very reckless, but psychologically, that's what people would normally do in a situation like that. Either that, or become, or be extremely depressed and sulking in the in their bedroom. So, I, I really yeah. like that. Even though it's a fantasy game, and they could have focused on all the monsters and all the fights, they gave the emotional aspect and the relationships that the characters have with each other and their own mindsets, and um, they they gave you that character development as well. I really like that. I really like that we got to see more about Asuna, and that was probably the most pivotal part of her character development. I agree. So, um, like everything we didn't talk about so far was basically the first half of the movie and also episode one. So we're gonna move on to the second half now, which is episode two as well, which is really just the climax of the movie at this point. Um, the the final fight with the bo- with the floor boss now. They showed off with this fight because they com- they went back and they completely basically redid this whole fight from top to bottom. Like it's it's different. Um, they went also went back. You know, of course they upped the animations and the character designs on the minions. They even did the, redid a different character design on the boss himself as well, um, which I like. They know they didn't just leave it to how it was back in the original. They you know they went back and they freshened it up. You know, so I, I took that for you know I like that. As well as they even, like I said before, they don't they changed up the whole fight basically. So like basically one of the pivotal moments where um the leader of the group that the that of the raid group at the time I can remember his name, but the leader of the raid group when he died, they changed the whole scene up because like when they when the boss you knows when he gets to his low health and he switches to his next stance and he starts doing his separate attacks, that paralyzed attack was completely new. Like he didn't the boss didn't do that paralyzed attack at the other anime, he just simply swung on the guy and just really yeah. just whooped him up. <laughs> but um, they showed off this little paralyzed attack and it just brought a new, a new sense of danger to the boss fight because I was like, oh, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, this is, this is yeah. new because he didn't do that the first time. Yeah. They kept it pretty true to the original yeah. fight, but they definitely added some stuff to make, to make Misumi fit in properly and I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, no, because in the original Misumi is nowhere to be found. So like, I don't know what was like the like how they like you said how they fitted her in was was perfectly fine. It's just that the fact that there was no call back to her in the original anime at at all that kind of mm-hmm. upsets me a little bit. Um, because like I said, the fights are just completely different, you know, because of that one fat, that one major fat, really, you know, Mito is, she's here, so we got to do the fight differently. And they did (laughs) do the fight differently. And I will go as far as to say, this fight is probably better than the original. I'm going to say it. 
I'm, I'm just gonna go and say it. The movie fight <laughs> scene was better than the original anime mm-hmm. scene. I said it, <laughs> and I like that we still it still made sure, it still added to the major outcomes. And I don't want to skip ahead, but that end scene where also, where Kirito is like, "Yeah, I'm a beater. I'm one of those." Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I walk off, and you see him going up those stairs, almost like I had to do that. This sucks. But at least Asuna's got not going to get in trouble because yeah. Kirito's a well good-hearted dude. Just to see Asuna run up and talk to him, yeah. I was like, "Huh, this makes sense as to why Kirito and Asuna maintained a bond in the rest of SAO. Like the stuff they added, pretty spot on. It was pretty good. Even the part where Misumi's like looking at Asuna fighting, it's like, hold on, a rapier. This person is so cold. Switch. <gasps> it is Asuna. Like." I like that scene because <laughs> Misumi still has her emotions. She's still upset. And even she's like sitting here starstruck. Like, I thought you died. I abandoned you. Like, she yeah. had no idea how to react. And it took Asuna saying, it's okay, let's fight. Or whatever she said to baby girl. I like, I really enjoyed that fight. I enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed that even though the focus wasn't on Kirito. We also got enough screen time with Kirito to see why he's such a cold player. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, you know, this movie wasn't about Kirito, but he just got just the right amount of screen time a bit of that that served him purpose. That you know, it served him purpose, I and mean, it made sense. And of course, you, he had to get screen time in the final climax because you can't do the climax without Kirito because he was mm-hmm. a part, of that, a, a major part of the original climax. Um, so of course, he was going to get screen time on there. But um, but yeah, just just that whole final climax was so done well, and, and you know, like I said before, in my past original, you know, movie reviews and stuff. For me, if if don't know if don't know other part of the movie is good, the your damn climax mm-hmm. better be good. Like th- th- that's part of the, that that the climax is what will save a movie for me. If if after all I watch through this movie, even if you know all the main parts of stuff were born, if you give me a if you give me a good climax, I can give you I can say okay, this was a decent movie just because off the climax alone. For me personally, um, what are you doing, sir? Can you stop that? Thank you. Um, but yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was just in the movie. But one thing I will say, the whole scene where Kirito, you know, he was giving his whole, like, yeah, I'm a beater speech. Rewatching that scene right there is what made me go back and rewatch, start rewatching the anime. <laughs> that scene right there. Because <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. And then once they showed it to me again, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch it and say, yo, now. Like, yeah, like, they, they got me. I'm going to go back and rewatch it and say, yo. down your back. Like, it really did. Because, like, you, the viewer, you're sitting here like, wait, why is he doing this? Because he's a nice dude, and he's trying to stand up for Asuna and everybody. Because Misumi was a beater. And there are a few other beaters. But the beaters did their best to help, but they got to help themselves, too. And, like, the only thing that I think some viewers may get confused on is, which I, I think the anime did do a good job of showing, the movie did a good job of showing it, why they got so upset with the beaters. But I feel, but I did talk to somebody who was like, why did the beaters get upset? Like, honestly, like, no, not the beaters. Why did the regular players get upset at the beaters? Like, why, why, why did, I don't, I don't get it. Like, they got the books. Why are they so mad? Why do, why, well, and here, and I was telling them, I was like, well, even though the beaters were beta testers, like that one fight, Kirito only knew what the boss was going to do with that sword because he fought other bosses as a beta tester. Use and here's sword. the thing, Correct. He, he can't, it takes a lot to explain that mid-fight when folks' emotions are riled up. And I really like that the movie shed light on all of that. Like, I feel like if you watch this movie, the questions that someone like us who was watching SAO, the series when it came out, who our questions probably wouldn't have gotten answered to like episode three, four, five, six, and so on, or even some of them never got answered. Mm-hmm. I like that the movie pretty much covered their entire basis. Like, who are the beaters? Boom, you got it. Yeah. Why is Asuna and Kirito important? Boom. You you pretty much you can pretty much guess that, yeah, they're the, the heroes of this story. Why why is Kaiba doing what he's doing? Well, if you watch the series, you'll figure that out. But you pretty much can kind of get an idea. Like <laughs> the questions that the movie itself gave, though, like not just the series trying to keep I'm trying not to talk about the series. I feel like the movie answered everything that the audience could ask if they paid attention. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I, 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 if not mistaken, I did not stay until the end of the credit credit scenes. But oh, you if I, I heard that scene. they that the movie 
I did. Like at the well, I guess mm-hmm. the after credit scenes, if you will. Um, but I heard that it it was confirmed that there will be another movie though. Um, so what do you think about that? Do you think they're gonna if they do do another movie, do you think they're gonna are they gonna continue from the perspective of Asuna's or do you think or Asuna or do you think they're gonna switch it up a bit? I think I think because they've pretty much made Asuna the main character, they should stick to her. My only thing is, as a fan, did they? I, they didn't really announce how many movies they're going. They're going to be, did they? My Not only thing, as a fan, and probably even for newer fans who watch this movie, is: Are y'all going to turn those first twelve episodes of Sao the anime into a movie franchise, or are y'all going to make like two, three movies total and then revamp the series and give it the Hunter x Hunter treatment, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment. Yeah. That's that's what I want to know. I'm like, sure the movie's going to be good, but I want to know what is this leading into. Correct, because that that was the same thing I was thinking when I was watch after I watched the movie. I was like, if this is like a call sign to saying like they're going to redo Sao, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Because I, you know, at, at when we you know from first time we met each other, like I've been preaching that. You know, they should just stuck with the regular episodes. premise of SAO. And it, it, at least 50 episodes. Like, it, like oh, that's just my main gripe about SAO is that it was just so... The first half mm-hmm. of it was just so rushed. It, it's good, but it's just rushed. And it's just like, they could they just would have gave us a full season of that. I think I would have been less mm-hmm. harsh on them. But because they gave us a half a season on it, it's just like, why, why would you do this to me? You you showed me this whole new brand new world, and you just exactly. snatched it away from me. Like, and you show me all these characters and each of these characters literally only get like one episode for me to get to know them and they're actually pretty interesting like yeah extended like like, it just oh my gosh SEO could have been so so, yes like yes like I said before if this is the call sign that they're gonna redo the the series like you said give it the Hunter x Hunter treatment I'm all Mm -hmm. for it let's go I mean, this is what I've been saying for for years. Like, let's redo it. Let's start over. Let's let's do it properly. Because now he, you know, the writer, he got all his extra stories out the way. He or she, I don't know who the writer, who the creator is. Um, so I'm just gonna know he or she. Um, they 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 did what they wanted to do. They got all their stories out the way. Now let's go back. Let's mm-hmm. tell a different story. You know, let's let's explore more of the world of SEO because even though you keep calling this Sword Art Online, we're not in SEO anymore. We was out of SEO in the first twelve mm-hmm. episodes. Like, come on now, I just just don't understand. And my whole thing is the you premise. Like, the world is beautiful. Like, I don't. Did you watch like the Ordinal Scale movie? I think there were two other Sword Art Online movies. Ah, so I'm glad you brought this up because I think I may have seen one of them, but I can't remember. But definitely after watching this movie, I'm going to go back and watch the other ones. 100%. So the one in it, it was that it was sort of online ordinal scale. And to, if I remember correctly, instead of like them being in the full dive, full dive VR, they had AR and they had glasses. Or oh, it was a special episode. I can remember that was a special... Thor also got special episodes if you go back and look at it on Crunchyroll. I can remember if it was special episodes or was that movie Ordinal Scale. But even just the real-life world of SAO has some pretty interesting stuff going on because basically there are a few years in the future, not too far. It's not like we're in the Halo aliens coming down to Earth days. But it's a few years in the future. VR and AR, everybody's really um, intertwined with technology. Even just the real life world of SAO is pretty dope. The game SAO is pretty cool. Yeah. For no, for anybody who's watching this, you're already pretty much accepting of spoilers. But even after SAO, like that game ends and you see the creation of the egg, and you see all these other virtual reality mm-hmm. worlds, game worlds get created. There was a lot that they could expand upon. A lot that they could have expanded upon, and yeah, for the fact that they're so capable of doing it. Yet they limited themselves to making SAO 12 episodes. And it's not just the world of SAO. It's not me and Alex are mad about the world of SAO. It's the fact that that entire plot and story was condensed and rushed, even though we could tell that it could definitely be one full 25-episode season, let alone two or three. That's what we're really upset about. Not that we left the world of SAO, but that fact that we didn't get a full story. Like, they could have just... Like you said, they they didn't give us a full story, and it was just mm-hmm. so much they could have done with that original premise. You know, the first half of season one, it was just so much they could have done with. I can't, remember, I don't want to butcher the name that that that, uh, that the world yeah. of SEO takes place in, so I'm not even gonna say it. But it starts with an A. 
but I'm yeah, I'm not I know what it, like I know what it is, but I I don't think it's I got the right pronunciation in my head, right. so I'm, I'm just not even going to say. And, <laughs> and you ever notice that um, not a single person who dislikes the SAO ever says they dislike the premise? It's literally what we're saying now. They dislike the fact that it was rushed and they only got SAO for 12 episodes. Like, I haven't met anybody who says they correct. hate SAO because of the premise or the, or the background or the foundation or the characters. Literally just that. Just because they rushed yeah. it and we only got 12 episodes of what was a great story and a great plot. I agree 100% then because like even like for instance you know Sword Art Alicization the plot wasn't necessarily all of that but the animation alone carried the fuck out of that anime imagine imagine the original SAO world with this animation Uh, that's crazy I feel like the original SAO animation is actually pretty solid like the sound effects and everything it's, no, it's pretty solid, it, it but it wasn't season three solid if, though. For, honest, for anybody who watched Demon Slayer because of how great the animation is, watch Sword Art Alicization. It looks beautiful. Yeah, looks beautiful. It, it looks beautiful. Like like I said, the it, the animation literally carries that whole first season of that of Alicization. Like, cause that whole first season is really not all that. But now, now under the world underworld, oh, that, underworld that, that was, was actually good. good. I'll get them. That War, War the Underworld was lit. Um, but that whole, that, that first half of y'all did yeah, It was solid. But we ain't we gonna get too deep like into it. Though. We, ever, we, it yeah, we could do another, yeah, we, we could do a separate, you know, episode on the broader SAO as, in general. And that but, the Gun Girl spinoff was but, so um, amazing, honestly and truly. The Gun Girl spinoff <laughs> is actually really good. <laughs> it was really good. But like I said, we're not gonna get too deep into the broader world of that. We, we can do a separate episode on that. But um, before we end it, were there really were there any dislikes that you had about the movie? Honestly, I can't. I can't think of anything I dislike. Now, I am I'm watching this movie as someone who's seen Sao, and I know that this is an introduction. I know this is an introduction. We're not going to see why Kaiba did this we're not finna um how do i say we're not finna see all the beaters and etc and see how so much stuff got created or or we're not even going to see the real like we kind of saw like an introduction to the formation of like the front lines and the people who are actually beating the levels but we're not going to see all the guilds and everything mm-hmm. form yet which is really exciting long, later on in the series but overall as a movie Nothing that I dislike that I could just really point out is bad or could have been done way better. I feel like for them to have a pre-established premise, for them to have episodes and lore to already go off of, they did it justice. And even if someone who didn't watch SL no, had to speak from their point of view, I think it was a solid movie if you paid attention and understood like all the little intricacies going on. I think it was good. I agree. I agree. Like I, 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 I don't really have any dislikes per se. Most of my stuff is really just nitpicks, and I already talked about them, like how, you know, like how the climax, for instance, well, in the original anime, Mitsumi is like really nowhere to be found, so they really had to redo the whole climax just to fit her in. Um, but other than that, that it's not. I really wouldn't call that a dislike though. That's really just more of a, a nitpick in that in that aspect. But um, but yeah. So all right, well, what would you rate this movie? Zero out of ten. I have to give it an eight. When I finished watching it, I immediately said this movie is an eight. It's definitely above average. It's the rating right it's out definitely of my mouth. way above average. It's not a high average like a six. It's definitely above average, but it's better than a seven. The plot, the art, the graphics, the emotional, the way they pulled on my heartstrings. I, I I'm scared to give movies a ten. I'm scared to give anything a ten. <laughs> I guess if it was slightly more funnier slightly more darker slightly more thriller more intense mm-hmm. i could make it like a nine or a ten but it was an amazing movie if you're not an anime fan if you're not a sword yeah. art online fan i think you would enjoy this movie if you are a sword art online fan 100%. i think you would enjoy this movie i think the only way you might not enjoy it is because you want to know what happens next like are they going to make it a series or not but that's just a gripe but as an independent movie it was amazing 
100 percent and that's why i can give it an eight as well because just like you said if i'm looking at it from perspective of a non-sao watcher like if i if i did not watch sao and i came to watch this movie would i have enjoyed mm-hmm. it 100 percent, yes like like you said this was a, a this was a good movie it was well put together it it came to tell a story even though that the story that it came to tell was already told um the fact that they was able to uh, able to do it from the from Austin's perspective and you know put her side on it that's what they came to mm-hmm. do and they accomplished that mission so i mean i can't be mad with that you know like i said i wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 or even nine, but i, I can mm-hmm. definitely give it a solid eight and even for them to introduce a even as an sao fan they introduce a whole new character we saw nothing about and i like her i like misumi i feel attached to her yeah i want to see how her story evolves they they did a great job now, now i should have mentioned this earlier but the one thing i do like about misumi's character slash mitos was that the effect her weapon was a scythe because i don't think we got to see except for i think maybe the only other scythe we may have saw in the anime was one of the yeah, pk killers i think one of them had a scythe and we saw that one girl who had yeah. the pet dragon and a dagger and but we never got an explanation about all the different weapons nor even pets and mounts for which as like gamers yeah. we're aware that that stuff exists in mmos yeah, because I, I, that's that's one thing I do appreciate about Misumi's character as a whole, that she chose to use a cipher as a weapon, because mm-hmm. I fuck with size. But um, if there isn't anything else left to say, I will say this, that um, we'll definitely have to come back and do a, another SAO special where we just talk about the SAO anime as a whole, you know, from season one all the way to season three, and just, you know, give our thoughts our broader thoughts on you know SAO as a whole but um if you have not watched SAO yet or you have not watched this movie yet give it a chance you know maybe the movie will actually make you want to watch SAO like I said I know it makes me gonna go back and watch the series probably season one over again um so definitely give it a chance it's a good anime I'm not saying it's you know the best thing out there but it's definitely one of those feel-good animes where you'll have a good time Mm -hmm. watching it in my opinion completely agree so with that being said, uh, you know, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as follow us on our social medias. You can follow us, you can find us on Twitter at Grown Otakus, and you can find us on Instagram at, at Grown Otaku Council. Um, you know, you can follow us on there and make sure you know you'll be able to stay up all uh, ah, you'll be able to stay up to date on all the things that the council will be doing, as well as you know, you'll stay up to date on when we'll be coming out with special episodes such as this. Um, once again, I want to thank Brian for joining me today. Um, you know, because McMillan did not want to join us, it's okay. Like I said, we, we're not going to let him stop us and <laughs> have our shine. And when we do our next episode, I'm pretty sure it'll probably just be me, you again on the when we do our next SAO episode. So, well, I'm glad, I'll be glad to have you back for that episode as well. But, um, all right, meeting is adjourned. See you later, everybody.